the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Powered by the Wall Street Business Network. This is Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. British lawmakers are holding their first weekend sitting in almost four decades to discuss Brexit. Lawmakers set to vote on whether or not to approve it. Prime Minister Boris Johnson's Brexit deal with the EU. California's top regulator blasting the state's largest utility after PG&E cut off power to more than 2 million people last week as a precaution against wildfires. Failures in execution combined with the magnitude of this event created an unacceptable situation that should never be repeated and that requires scrutiny and correction. California Public Utilities Commission President Mary Bell Batcher says PG&E failed its customers with last week's preemptive power shutoff to parts of northern and central California. Governor Gavin Newsom has blasted the San Francisco-based utility for what he called decades of mismanagement. Critics of the for-profit utility ruined calls to break it up. This is SRN News. Economic uncertainty, terrorism, nuclear instability. The United States faces these and many other global dangers nearly every day. While it may seem like our biggest threats are beyond our borders, we face even greater risks against the U.S. Constitution and the rule of law here at home. Radical socialism, illegal immigration, social infighting. These dangers plague the bedrock of this great nation. We are facing a war for America's soul. Join Business 1440 on Tuesday, October 22nd at the Crown Plaza Air in Bloomington for the War for America's Soul Tour. With Dennis Prager and Larry Elder teaming up, you will be equipped with intelligent answers to the culture assaults we face. The War for America's Soul Tour is nearly sold out. Only a handful of general admission tickets remain. So visit TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com today. This event is supported by Serenity Home Interiors. This is a solicitation of insurance by eHealth, an insurance agency offering plans from different insurance companies. No government or Medicare affiliation. The described coverage is not available in all counties or cases. Paid actor portrayal. Hi, I'm Dave Nemeth. And I'm Barbara Niven. You may have seen us on television talking about an all-in-one card that has the Medicare community talking. The one that gives you coverage for hospital care, doctor visits, prescription drugs, in many cases, even eyeglasses and dental care. For a monthly price that some people find too good to be true except it is true one card one company one complete package of medicare benefits designed to help you get well and stay well now that's something worth talking about watch your mailbox or learn more online at onecardnow.com that's onecardnow.com please don't put this off it's too important visit onecardnow.com for free information with no obligation that's onecardnow.com the views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Well, what a show start. I'm watching the show. Good morning. Welcome, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Um, you know, I, oh, I thought we were going to get it a second time. Okay, that's all right. We don't need it a second time. Uh, it's not that great a cut. Uh, but <laughs> it's okay. We wanted to find something snappy uh, to get you uh, in the mood for Brexit. I am I am sitting here now watching, um, watching events. Basically, the what I thought might be happening today as I prepared uh, our crew, Eric and Wyatt, down at the mothership, uh, uh, reviewing this with uh, John yesterday. Uh, we thought that Parliament might be in the throes of passing the new Brexit deal that was negotiated. You remember last week we had this conversation in the end at what we said during the first hour was that there might be a deal by midweek. It sounded like there was a deal by Thursday. There was in fact something agreed to and announced by both uh, the EU and by Boris Johnson and the, and the British government. However, within the last 30 minutes or 35 minutes from uh, just now, just as we were getting ready to go on the air, the Letland Amendment has been passed, and that throws the whole thing into complete disarray. So lucky for you and lucky for me, I'm here to explain some things to you uh, that hopefully will help you make sense of what really is just happening right now in real time. So let's see if we can uh, get to this. I don't know how much longer I'm going to have the Parliament piece on, because I can tell you, if you're trying to follow this live right at this particular moment, from what I'm, from what I am watching, uh, that first of, is that uh, most of the uh, most of the Tories, most of the conservative members of government, have left Commons, have walked outside, probably to a caucus room to debate what they wish to do. Um, however, they are, um, however, they may come back later. So I'm going to leave it on. Uh, Leave, leave it on, but uh, Parliament is still sitting, and there are still members of the of the uh, opposition who are on the benches and asking for time to speak. And of course, the majority uh, will have some people there in the front row to respond to questions on behalf of the um, behalf of the time to um, uh, on behalf of uh, the the government itself. So I'm trying to watch this. I see people uh, filing in and out here uh, that are making, uh, they're trying to present what in fact is going on. There is uh, Joe Swinson, who is the leader of the uh, third party of, uh, of the, of British politics, the liberal Democrats. She is up speaking right now um, on my feed. I'm not going to be able to actually uh, uh, play. I don't think we're going to play much for you. We'll cut back and forth to it if I see something worth hearing. 
I don't know if you guys have it up. If you want to play her for a second or two so they could hear that the conversation is happening. It cannot be right that the British people are the only ones who are not allowed to change their minds, and I look forward to the opportunity that this vote affords us to come back to put whatever deal is in front of us to All that. All right, thank you. You can take it back down. So she's they are continuing to ask for what they called a final say, a, re, a, a referendum, and I think this is the, the end game of the opposition. So let me reset the table for you, and I'm going to actually I'm going to actually minimize. Uh, minimize our friends in parliament for a moment here so i can speak to you with a little less distraction in here i'm not used to having a tv on at the same time i'm uh i'm trying to trying to talk on the air uh but on thursday it was announced that a deal had been agreed to between the eu and the united kingdom in order to make brexit happen on october 31st now let me let me say quickly when we say Brexit happens on October 31st, it doesn't mean that all the new arrangements are in place in in the next 12 days. Of course, that's not what that means. But it means that they entered the transition period in which they would then move to the final arrangements that would happen at the end of 2020. 85 to 90% of the deal is the old Theresa Mail withdrawal bill that had been first put forward in September of 2018, tried to pass it three different times through Parliament and each time failed. Voting against that bill every time had been, in fact, the current Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Even on the third attempt, when it seemed like everyone was kind of tired and exhausted and wanted to to end things, Boris was still on the side of, no, we can get a better deal. And indeed, after Theresa May steps down, Boris Johnson runs and says, I'm the person that gets you a better deal. uh, Eighty-five days after becoming prime minister, he comes back from the EU and has a deal. And brings it to Parliament and says, we're going to pass it for you. We've got you a new deal. This deal is better than what was there before. Now, I have a number of things to say about it, and I'm going to play a play a few things for you uh from from that i don't know that i've got any, i don't know if i've got any of uh, uh of the original uh, uh uh boris pieces i do have some of what he did this morning uh to talk about it but let me let me get to first set, to set this up to, okay because we've got clips from the debate earlier this morning this started about 3 30 a.m our time um we were, we were grabbing audio earlier this morning from from previous portions of the uh, of the debate. Uh, then I had to come over here uh, and and get up and get my stuff set up. And while we were doing that, the amendment was passed. And right now, it would appear it would appear that uh, that that they are in fact uh, still stepped away uh, and are in conference to figure out exactly what their next steps are. So the deal, the change in the deal was basically this. The original deal had a backstop, what was called the Irish backstop, which is not the catcher for the Houston Astros. Um, The Irish backstop was a plan by which, until a final arrangement could be made, the entirety of the UK would have to be within a uh, customs union, 
and within the single market of the EU, which basically meant that the none of the UK could negotiate a separate trade arrangement with anybody outside of the EU unless the rest of the EU agreed to it. Because you had to have the ability for goods and services to pass between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland to its south. And and so, and early on in the process of the negotiation, the EU had said to Theresa May, well, look, we could just make this arrangement for Northern Ireland. And what does that arrangement look like? It looks like basically this. If you're sending goods between the rest of the United Kingdom and Northern Ireland, and they're going to stay just in Northern Ireland, or if they're going to pass through Northern Ireland and go, say, to Canada, then they can move freely and that won't be any problem. But if there's any good that potentially could be sent into the EU, which it could do be through through the Republic of Ireland, because there are no border checks, there's no customs gate between the North and the South, that they would have to actually bear a tax. Okay, They would actually have to pay VAT taxes and they'd be subject to EU trade rules. And if it turned out that you brought those goods over and then they had to go back to, and they had to go back, uh, ended up going someplace outside of the EU, then the person who had imported the goods in Northern Ireland could then apply for a rebate check to get back the extra taxes and duties they had paid for the possibility of sending those goods into the EU. That's what the backstop was. Theresa May had said to that, no, we don't want a border in the Irish Sea that inhibits trade between, within the UK between Northern Ireland and the rest of the kingdom. And so her agreement was, so that we won't draw a border in the, North, in the Irish Sea, we're going to put all of the UK into this situation, not just Northern Ireland. Boris Johnson's deal basically says, well, let's go back to that deal. I think we can take that. If we make some arrangements, we make some tweaks in the technical pieces, we can actually do this. So, so the deal that's on offer here, the deal that is on offer says, says we will, in fact, for goods that are going to Northern Ireland that we can't be sure won't go into the EU, we'll apply EU duties and taxes, including the VAT, the, the the importer or the exporter of those goods will have to pay pay that higher tax rate, presumably higher tax rate. And then the, the goods are going to go, then if those goods don't go into the EU, they will, they'll get a rebate. If they do go into the EU, then we, the UK, will transfer the money over to the EU. Okay, Boris hated that deal. A year ago, it's now in it's now in his new bill, his his new treaty. There are some people who say that's that's odd, but the thought but the thought was could it happen? And the answer was yes, because what it did allow was for the rest of the UK now to enter into free trade agreements with any other country. They could sign a deal with the United States. They could sign a deal with Canada or with Australia. That is separate from the EU as long as they continue to 
to make sure that they were collecting uh, the the VAT and duties uh, on goods going into Northern Ireland that might transship from there into the Republic. That's now an acceptable deal. And so he said, I'm willing to make that trade. And the EU's like, well, there might be something we can talk about then. And that, in fact, is how they ended up arriving at the deal that is being voted on. There's more happening right at this moment. I am going to actually step away for a moment and see if I can get a few extra bits of news for you. We'll be back here on Brexit, on truly a Brexit Saturday here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. National competition for your business is eating away at your customer base faster than you can keep up. It's as if they have a backroom of digital marketing minions swallowing your customers one by one. And it's not a pretty sight. What if you could beat them with your own minions? You need Salem Surround, a full-service digital agency with all your digital marketing under one roof. When a potential customer searches for your product, do they find your business or the competition? Is your contact information accurate and everywhere it should be to reach today's digital consumer? Does your website have all the right tools to turn visitors into leads? We've got some solutions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to help get your message in front of today's digital audience. We'll help deliver customers by putting your business message in the right place at the right time. Don't just invest in a marketing strategy. You need to surround your target audience. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384.
Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for listening today. Brexit Saturday, or a Brexit Delay Saturday. Because what has in fact happened is another another delay now has to be requested. And and this is this is the state of play right at this particular moment. Um so so let me explain what is what has happened. I'm going to set I, this takes a little doing, and I have to explain a little bit of uh, parliamentary procedure here. The um, so, some months ago, uh, uh, about a month ago, the the parliament passed something called that's referred to as the Ben Act. Ben with two N's, uh, named after a, a peer, a, a lord of. Uh, of the British Commonwealth, who uh, Hillary Benn, uh, who is a sharp leftist, uh, 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 sharp leftist Labour member, which said that if you couldn't get a deal passed through uh, through the leg- if you couldn't get a meaningful vote on on a withdrawal bill uh, by uh, this weekend, that you would have to ask for an extension to the EU. That passed over government's objection. What the Letwin Amendment that just passed in the last hour did was say, any vote we take today is not a meaningful vote because nothing really matters until we vote for all of the other things that have to be passed to enforce this this, uh, political statement of, of the withdrawal bill. And that is, in fact, what passed. What was passed in the last hour. So the debate and discussion now is because at the at the moment that it happened. Let me go back and find this particular this particular passage. Uh, uh, since I became this was Johnson, I can't. I'm not going to go get tape for this. We're just going to we're going to move on. But since I became prime minister, I have said we must get Brexit done. That policy remains unchanged, uh, and and says and said in essence, I alas, the opportunity to have a meaningful vote has effectively been passed. I will not negotiate a delay with the EU, and neither does the law compel me to. This has sent the left in Britain into an uproar. He has to. He has to comply with the law. And and so here's what in fact hap- happened. After he says this, and what people are not paying attention to is, and he said this about 25 minutes ago, what people are not paying attention to is that, is that what he said afterwards words was, we're bringing the withdrawal agreement in, to comply with what is in Letwin, the Letwin Amendment, we're going to bring you those bills, we're going to pass those, and we're going to try to get this all through so we can still leave on October 31st. And they say, but the, but the Ben Act says you have to send a letter. It says, yeah, the Ben Act says I have to send a letter. And, and what they have done is, what they have said is, in essence, they're not going to, uh, excuse me, let me we're, we're not going to go back and try to let me find this particular quote exactly uh, so that I make sure I haven't misstated it. Um, they, they'll they send the letter and says they'll obey the law, right? And what they're doing now, this is from uh, Dr. Catherine Haddon of the, uh, of the Institute for Government, uh, says, 
What the Prime Minister is hoping for is that the European Union won't want delay and will hold off on agreeing to an extension, in essence, keeping the pressure on Parliament to do this. So what you're going to see now, in fact, is a gigantic game of chicken. All right? The, the EU is, has made noise earlier this week to basically say we're not going to pass this. We're not going to uh, pass this particular, you know, this extension unless we know exactly why the extension is going to be there. Right? Now, they've had plenty of warning that there would be discomfort and displeasure. Let me, uh, let me play first uh, a couple cuts from opposition members. So we talked about the Northern Irish Northern Ireland provisions. Indeed, this morning, Boris Johnson, in introducing the, the political statement, introduces this. I'm going to take the first cut from this morning, Wyatt. This is number one. This is on the Northern Irish provisions. This is his statement on what is in the, the, the uh, treaty that's been negotiated. Which would have held us against our will in the customs union and much of the single market. For the first time in almost five decades, the UK will be able to strike free trade deals with our friends across the world to benefit the whole country, including Northern Ireland. Article 4 of the Protocol states Northern Ireland is part of the customs territory of the United Kingdom. It adds, nothing in this protocol shall prevent Northern Ireland from realising the preferential market access in any free trade deals on the same terms as goods produced in other parts of the United Kingdom. Our negotiations have focused on the uniquely sensitive nature of the border between Northern Ireland and the Republic, and we have respected those sensitivities. Above all, we and our European friends have preserved the letter and the spirit of the Belfast Good Friday Agreement and upheld the long-standing areas of cooperation between the UK and Ireland, including the common travel area. And goes further, and he also says this, let's play the second cut, about the ability of Northern Ireland to leave this arrangement, and I'll explain it right after this. Let's play that second cut, please, Wyatt. The people of Northern Ireland will have the right, under this agreement, to express or withhold their consent to these provisions by means of a majority vote in their assembly four years after the end of the transition. And if the assembly chooses to withhold consent, these provisions shall cease to apply after two years, during which the Joint Committee of the UK and EU would propose a new way forward in concert Ah, with Northern Ireland's institutions. All right, that's... Okay, so... Let me explain what what that merely means. Uh, there is a process of uh, of, of uh, derogation, which is the which is the UK Parliament giving to Scotland, to Wales, and to Northern Ireland, the other three nations within the United Kingdom, giving them the ability to do some of their own self government. And so there's, there is a parliament in Scotland, there's a parliament in Wales, there's a parliament in Northern Ireland. The Northern Irish parliament consi- consists largely of two parties. One, Sinn Féin, which is, which is in favor, actually, of reunification with, 
with the uh, Republic and, and largely represents Catholic interests. And then the Democratic Ulster Party, a Protestant indeed. It's an evangelical party that would be very recognizable in the United States as being being uh, social conservative Republicans. The DUP is is very, very much a socially conservative party. And it does in and and in that sense it doesn't want to be part of the of uh, the Republic, not only because of the Protestant Catholic divide, but because it believes the Republic of Ireland has abandoned many of the religious principles that its members have. Um they are they disagree with Boris Johnson, and I remind you, as we've talked about previously here on the King Banyan show, the government that the Tories have, that Boris Johnson has, relies on the DUP to deliver votes in order to support in order to have a majority. Typically, what has to happen is the DUP has to agree to have votes. Arlene Foster is the head of the Democratic Ulster Party in in uh, in Belfast in in the north in Northern Ireland. And let's play what she had to say about this agreement and why she found it unacceptable. So, of course, we have been working to try and get a sensible deal for the people of Northern Ireland, one that respected our economic needs and indeed the needs of our constitution. Uh, Under this deal, uh, what we are seeing uh, is that our main market for goods in and out of Northern Ireland will have checks imposed upon it. Uh, The VAT rules are going to be largely aligned with the European customs uh, VAT rules. Uh, And as well as that, of course, there's the issue of consent. Um, there's no opt-in to these rules, uh, either for the single market or indeed for the customs code or for VAT. Uh, and then when it comes to the rolling uh, consent that has been suggested uh, in this deal, that is by a simple majority vote. So for the first time in 21 years, we're moving away from power sharing, we're moving away from the majority of unionism and the majority of nationalism, and we're moving to a single majority vote. So that, of course, all of that together makes this deal unacceptable uh, for us uh, as the guardians of Northern Ireland in terms of the economy and in terms of the constitution. Uh, We wish it were otherwise, but that unfortunately is the assessment that we have made. So, so So they have not voted with this, meaning that to pass the bill, not only did Boris Johnson need all those 21 members that he had thrown out of his Tories to to leave, but he also needed an additional eight or nine votes from people, from individuals in the Labour Party, from the Liberal Democrats, and from a few independents. The final vote on Letwin was 322 to 306. There was a count being offered by the Financial Times earlier this morning saying favoring passage was three nine favoring passage of the New Deal was three nineteen. All we can conclude is that some of the 319 were willing to pass the deal, but didn't really want it to come into force without the Letwin Amendment being there. And so, and, and that had apparently not been very clear. So what he has said, what, what he has said is the law, you know, Johnson said he won't negotiate the deal. He says, I'll send the letter because I have to. That's the law. And he said, he said on the floor, I'm going to get this quote, I will tell our friends and colleagues in the EU exactly what I've told everyone the last 88 days that I have served as Prime Minister, that further delay will be bad for this country, bad for the European Union, and bad for democracy. 
and that's the uniqueness of the of the British system. You can pass all the all the things you want, but in fact, but in fact, you can't pass. You can't pass. Um, you can't force the prime minister who represents government, who is also the leader of the majority party in the in the in the parliament. You can't force him to say words he doesn't want to say. So this will be very interesting over the next over the next few weeks. Um, we'll have a little bit more about this, and we're going to move on to other topics today because because for all intents and purposes, the action in London is over for today. I was comparing this uh, with Wyatt and, and and Eric before to being as if you were prepared to broadcast a fifteen round boxing match and it was a knockout in the first round. Okay, Boris has suffered a TKO. Uh, today, but promises to get back in the ring on Monday or Tuesday and, and give it another go, and we'll talk about that more, more later here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now, you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-424-7126. Superbeta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-424-7126. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. 1-800-424-7126. 1-800-424-7126. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. Students come to Online Trading Academy for many reasons. Some love their jobs but don't make enough money to live the life they dream about. Some aren't happy with their job and hope for something better. And others invest and trade but just need a better path to improve their returns. We even have students who have never invested or traded before. And they might not even know a stock from a rock but dream of having extra income. There are better income opportunities than trading your time for money. It's time to learn those skills. Join us at Online Trading Academy so we can show you the path to your financial freedom. 
Attend a free investing class near you. Call now, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Again, learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. As I reach for a peach, slide a ride down behind a sulfur in central pain. Breaking a stick with a brick on the sand. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Well, wait, we will. Apparently, the uh, the, the conservative, uh, the Boris Johnson government has now said the uh, within the last 10 minutes that uh, they'll be back Monday with the withdrawal bill. Okay, so they basically have two pieces to pass. They have a political, uh, they have a protocol uh, that's the called the political statement and then there is the withdrawal bill itself and the withdrawal bill they will bring to the floor on monday um there's a, a fair amount of confusion happening on the floor right now uh of, of uh, and and we're going to turn that part off but basically monday now will be another day of of high intrigue in uh, in london as they try to do this but they the government says it will send the letter and if it passes the withdrawal bill, the Ben Act allows them to withdraw the letter on Tuesday of Tuesday next week, and that's now their that's now the strategy that they're going to go forward with it, it is to do one of the is to do one or the other, and this will be this will be in fact uh, quite interesting. But uh, and it, but uh, we we will see we will see what happens. At any rate, let me uh, let me move on from this to talk about some other items. There were some big. There were some big happenings, including uh, the joint IMF World Bank meeting that was happening um, in uh, Washington uh, late this week, Thursday, Friday of this past week. And and at it, uh, there was conversation where you had uh, both um, both uh, uh, Jamie Dimon from City and uh, uh, James uh, Gorman from. Uh, from uh, uh, Morgan Stanley, two CEOs being asked on the stage about uh, about Fed policy, and let's play uh, let's play first. Uh, this is uh, this is in fact uh, James uh, Gorman, uh, th- who is the uh, who is the CEO of uh, of uh, Morgan Stanley, who says at the end of this that he thinks there's one more rate cut coming, but you can explain. He has a lot of explanation of why maybe he thinks it probably isn't necessary. Let's play this cut number uh, cut number three. Thank you. Uh, listen, the, the the Fed's job is to manage the excesses and to prop up the weaknesses in any economic cycle. There's no rule book that they sit back with uh, that Jay Powell's got on his shelf behind him saying, at this point with this information, you shall do X. There's a judgment call, which is why you have the FOMC. I personally would be more cautious uh, bringing rates down because you're using up one of the tools that you have. Um, I've been in that position for the last three years. I've been wrong, apparently, according to the market, because the market is continuing to price in a further couple of cuts. At this point, I would probably price in one more cut for the rest of the year, and then I would really sit back and and watch and wait. And it does appear that that's probably what's going to happen. Here, here, uh, this is Right at the top, the headline in the Wall Street Journal this morning 
Fed is likely to cut rates, but eyes pause. This is Mick, Nick Timoros, who's, who's their Fed watcher at the Wall Street Journal. Federal Reserve officials are heading into their meeting in two weeks, likely to cut interest rates, while debating whether they've done enough to vaccinate the economy against growing risk of a sharper slowdown. Officials began these discussions last month when they cut their benchmark rate to a range between one three quarters and two percent. Now they're deliberating whether to call a timeout on the current sequence of rate cuts, how much time they need to assess the effect of these moves, and how to communicate their plans. Well, we've we've already discussed here that that in fact they're doing more than just cutting rates. Remember, they have also said within the last within the last two weeks that they're now coming back into the market to support uh, to support the market for uh, reverse repos and to support the ability of banks to finance banks and investment houses to invest to excuse me finance themselves with very short-term overnight lending they're coming back into the market by buying approximately approximately probably between 450 billion and, and half a trillion dollars worth of treasuries over the next six months that is in fact quantitative easing in 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 practice if not in name it certainly is in practice and that that makes life uh, quite quite different uh, it's a uh, and and so it may well be that the Fed wants to hit pause because it's it's in the middle of this cycle because it doesn't want to have to end up going toward negative rates. And so in the very same conversation on the stage with uh, Gorman is uh, is Jamie Dimon, uh, who is uh, who, who's uh, who's also at uh, who by the way is at J P Morgan. I should have said I said City before. That's silly. He's at J.P. Morgan versus Morgan Stanley. But he, at J.P. Morgan, Jamie Dimon is commenting on this idea of, ne- of, of negative rates. He's like, who the, you know, there's like $14 trillion worth of, of negative interest rate securities out there. And Jamie Dimon says he's not buying them. Let's play cut number one from Jamie Dimon. And well, I, I totally agree with James. Too. I think it's an issue. I think it's a, a lesson. I think when they did it early on, you know, to save, basically, what you thought that Europe may come apart with the monetary union, but we don't know. I think they'd be writing books about this in 50 or 75 years, and the benefit of negative rates, if there was one, has huge negatives for savers, for lower-income people, for, for investments, for capital markets. I would not buy debt at, at below zero. I, not, never, not in my whole life. I would do anything but buy debt below zero. It's, there's something irrational about it. And the laws, you know, it's one of the great economists did talk about, you know, the rates go from 3% to 2%. That's the same as them going from zero to one. And I just beg to differ. I'm not sure the monetary rules are the same at negative. They were at positive. And I agree with that. I, I have done, so in case you're new to the show and you thought all I ever did was talk about Brexit, um, I, I'm a professor of economics at St. Cloud State, and I taught macroeconomic theory and, and as well as forecasting here for over 35 years. And I can tell you that many of the proofs we use in trying to talk about in, talk about uh, in drawing models of the economy. Now, this is not practice; this is models. But many of our proofs that underlie m- most of what we believe about financial markets include a set of assumptions about the world we live in. And one of them is, is I, I say, well, I'm, I, you know, I, I tell, 
tell students, well, you have to, or I tell audiences these days, this model sort of assumes that we're in an I greater than zero world, meaning that this assumes a positive interest rate, right? So I want to put, so to give you the most basic example, suppose you are buying it something that pays you a stream of income forever, okay? Back in the 18th century, the, the uh, British government sold a bond that, that promised to pay you, let's say, one pound. I don't think it was one pound. It might have been two or three. But a pound at that time was a significant chunk of money, probably worth about, say, let's say it's like $20. It's going to pay you $20. It's going to pay you $20 forever. Now, what is the value of that bond? Well, to calculate that, you have to do you know, do the net present value. What's the value of a bond that, that pays you $20 forever? And you just have to add up all those 20s and then discount them back to present value at whatever rate, whatever rate you would choose or whatever mar- rate the market has. Now, the answer to that, the math answer to that is, the value of the bond, if it's let's say it pays you twenty dollars a year, is twenty divided by whatever the rate of interest is that you can get for an alternative investment. So if I sell you a bond, if I sell you a security that says I promise to pay you twenty dollars forever, you're going to price it at twenty over over that interest rate. If that interest rate is currently two percent, that's twenty over point oh two. Okay, and you can you can pretty quickly realize that that means that bond is worth a thousand dollars. It's going to pay me two percent of a thousand dollars forever. That's worth a thousand dollars. That's what I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to give you a thousand dollars today for twenty dollars every year forever. If the interest rate falls to one percent, that that rate is now that bond is now worth two thousand dollars. What's it worth if the interest rate goes to zero? Well, the answer is infinity, right? Or undefined. Many many of us teach that uh, division by zero leads to an undefined answer. I learned I learned from somebody who said, "Well, you could conceive of that as being some form of infinity." And this is one of these people that would tell me about different that that there are multiple meanings of, of infinity. I'm like, well, whatever. Okay, so, but. So either infinity or undefined. Let me, but to put it this way, you can't write down a price. What do you write down if it's negative? That's equally impossible. So, in some sense, in this sense, diamond is correct. We don't know what it means. And let's just go ahead and play this second cut because this is fairly short. This is Jamie Dimon talking about how did we get in this mess in the first place. Play cut number, play uh, diamond cut number two. And you also asked the why. You know, is it secular stagnation, global growth? No, I think there are a lot of reasons. And it wasn't because of a savings glut or secular stagnation. It's because of bad policies, changes in rules and regulations, uh, bad, you know, all around infrastructure, work skills, uh, things, things which are hurting global growth, which have nothing to do with monetary policy or fiscal policy. And so I, I think we should be more broader based when we analyze the problem. So he... What he's what he's saying is that monetary policy is trying to cause is trying to cure a non-monetary problem 
using negative interest rates. This really doesn't make much sense. This is going to allow me to provide an answer to a question that was asked over Twitter about about how can we think that the economy might go into a recession when it seems like earnings growth is still happening. We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Economic uncertainty, terrorism, nuclear instability. The United States faces these and many other global dangers nearly every day. While it may seem like our biggest threats are beyond our borders, we face even greater risks against the U.S. Constitution and the rule of law here at home. Radical socialism, illegal immigration, social infighting. These dangers plague the bedrock of this great nation. We are facing a war for America's soul. Join Business 1440 on Tuesday, October 22nd at the Crown Plaza Air in Bloomington for the War for America's Soul Tour. With Dennis Prager and Larry Elder teaming up, you will be equipped with intelligent answers to the culture assaults we face. The War for America's Soul Tour is nearly sold out. Only a handful of general admission tickets remain. So visit TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com today. This event is supported by Serenity Home Interiors. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. You've heard them on this station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the kingdom builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet... From the moment they showed up, I had the confidence. I wasn't just going to get a great roof. I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So, yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you and he loves his new roof. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. By the way, 651-289-4477 with questions, comments. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to grab a, a clip. I understand there's something uh, 
something happening uh, where where we might have an immediate uh, uh, immediate reaction from uh, from uh, um, Boris Johnson, who apparently has now come out of uh, Number Ten and is giving a couple statements. Uh, maybe we'll try to get some of that on the air uh, after the top of the hour. But let's go back to this point as we were just talking about the, the, the rate cuts and the fact that, 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 again, at the top of your Wall Street Journal this morning, the Saturday morning journal, reads, Fed is likely to cut rates but eyes pause. And, and the fact that at the IMF World Bank meeting yesterday, you had two of the largest bank CEOs arguing, well, you could cut a little bit more, but really this should be enough. We really sh- we don't want negative rates. They don't make much sense. We don't know quite what to do with it. I get uh, during, uh, while I'm trying to focus on, uh, on the proceedings in Parliament, um, I get a question asked, um, how is it that we can have earnings growth and recession? Well, two things. Two things to say to that. The, just as I did for you, the price of a of a bond that pay, a bond that pays you money forever, and and the British consul was a was was uh, a debt instrument of the British crown. Okay, and if, so if you assume that uh, Britannia will rule the waves forever, or at least continue to exist forever, then you could, you have some faith that this security will in fact pay you one pound or twenty dollars forevermore negative rates don't make any sense to do that but what you also learned was that a lower interest rate boosts those prices the same thing's happening in the stock market right now the stock price is the ratio of two different things it's both earning growth and interest rates and if you think interest rates are moving downward then you can expect that stock returns will increase. Now, I gave a couple talks this past week, and I think I've had four of these in the last two weeks to various groups, all of whom, you know, read about recession, try to figure out why are we talking about recession, what's going on. And one of the things in which th- that I said to that, which I think w- uh, said to that was, look, the yield curve inverted late August, Okay, for all intents and purposes, that starts the clock. But the clock says you have from that moment somewhere between 12 and 16 months before recession happens. And if you look at the other inversions of the yield curve and from that point try to measure what happens to the stock market afterward, only in one case out of the last six does the stock market actually go into retreat? In the other five cases, it, it goes up, and it goes up in a f- couple cases by double digits. And one of the things that would explain that would be that the Federal Reserve sees early enough what is happening and starts to put interest rates into reverse, or at least it pauses an increase cycle. And that fact is what's happened. And it, the more I've reflected on this, the more I realize that what the Fed is doing is what the Fed always does. It sees an inverted yield curve. It sees some other signs of slowing. Um, it, see, it, sees a, it, it sees some signs of slowing, and then after it sees, and at that moment, it begins to adjust its policy and move into an ease cycle. And then this happens. And what this is, is the 
We go two or th- we go two steps, we go three steps, and we pause, thinking we might be able to go back up. Now, you, you recall Jay Powell said back in 1998 that they they that they had a pause. They they hit a pause. They had been in a rate increase cycle since the early since 1994. They had been increasing rates slowly over four years. Then they actually took two steps to go backwards in 1998, coinciding with the Asian financial crisis that actually ended with the Russian default in August of that year. And then they went back on increasing interest rates all the way into into the recession of 2001. They might be doing that again here. By saying that they might pause after this, if having that be the piece in 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 the weekend newspaper newspapers they're basically laying the groundwork to perhaps do that again and then they may just go on pause they might not increase rates but my guess is based on what you just heard from from those two folks that they in fact will pause rates after this for a while and this is what always happens this doesn't mean that there won't be that the inverted yield curve is going to be wrong this time it could still be right because every cycle like this happens in just this way. And you do get stock market increases. And you do get earnings growth projections that look better. But they only look better. They only look better uh, after you have the thing that triggered the, the rate cuts in the first place. So there really isn't much more much more to say than that. But uh, we'll hear from Richard Clarida after this. You're listening to The King Banging Show on Business 1440. Don't you love that feeling when you've just nailed your look? When someone you barely even know comes up to you and says, oh, I love that outfit. Where did you get it? That's how it feels to use Stitch Fix. They're a personal styling service. Tell them what you love, and they send great clothes for you to try on at home. Stitch Fix is simple. Sign up in just a few minutes. Tell them about the brands you love and the looks that make you feel great. Stitch Fix is convenient. Get everything delivered right to you so you can try on new styles in the comfort of your own home. Stitch Fix is on your terms and priced to fit your budget. There's no subscription required, ever. Keep what you want and send back anything you don't. So, isn't it time you started nailing your look? Get started today at stitchfix.com. Stitch Fix, personal styling for women, men, and kids. Stitch Fix, personal styling for everybody. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. 
WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services, so your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at WNAV-video 